Okay, okay, ladies and germs, boys and girls, children and senior citizens all over the world. Welcome to episode 21 of Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. I am the one and only, your boy Rodimus Prime, here on December 22nd, 2019. I tell you what, it has been a very wet and messy and coldy day in uh, my neck of the woods. I don't know if that's even a word, but you get what I'm saying. It's been pretty chilly. It's been pretty chilly, to say the least. Uh, it's basically not only been cold, but it has rained practically all day. So, yeah, I've been stuck in the house all day, being I have this off day here on this Sunday. But it is what it is. We are three days away from Christmas. Yes, three days away from Christmas. And I don't know about y'all, and I don't know how y'all feel about this year with the holiday season going on, but everybody's in such a rush like it is every single year. And at this point this year, I'm kind of a uh, Scrooge this year. I'm really just ready to get this whole Christmas season stuff over with. I'm ready for this holiday season to be over with in general. So, you know, yes, Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. But this year, I'm just I'm just not feeling it this year. I don't know because I'm older or maybe people are just aggravating and I have to deal with crazy customers at work. I really don't know what it is. But at this point this year, I'm just ready for it to be over. But enough about all that. Um, just a couple things to talk about. I'm going to talk about Into the Fire last week from the NWA. I'm going to give my um, preview of Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, let's see what else I got on tap. I'm going to talk of some AEW Dark and NWA Power. And I'm going to talk some uh, college football bowl games now i'm not going to get into everything like i wanted to i'm going to talk about some of the bowl games now some now there have been a couple that have already happened but uh i'm going to give my predictions and analysis of on what i think will happen i'm just going to pick a few from the list and talk about that especially the college football playoff and who i think will win the college football playoff national championship which two teams i think will be in the championship if you will but uh i was thinking before i recorded there's one goal i have in mind i had posted on social media in a group for those of you who do a podcast if you could rate your podcast from a scale of one to five with five being the best or if you want to go to ten why not ten uh where would you rate your podcast honestly to me if I could rate my own podcast, I'd give it a two and a half. Uh, one goal, or some goals I have in mind, is that um, I want to be more structured, more organized, more prepared, if you will. Instead of just trying to uh, cram and sound like I'm just rambling about nothing. That's basically how I feel. I don't, you know, this is not the best podcast in the world, but, you know, I try to give y'all something to... Uh, Something to enjoy. I try to talk about various things. So, you know, um, yeah. Just uh, 2020, I will be more prepared, more structured. I will be more focused when it comes to this podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, I will be uh, more organized. Because I can tell you what. I am very uh, unorganized when it comes to this podcast. I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. But those are my goals for 2020. Hopefully, you guys will still... Support the podcast, like the podcast, so on and so forth. But we'll see what 2020 brings as far as uh, me personally and this podcast is concerned. But first, we're going to start off with NWA's 
into the fire. For those of you who have been watching NWA Power, uh, they are now in season two. And I will get into the first episode of season two. Uh, a very dramatic ending. A very interesting ending, if you will. So I'll get into that a little later. But last week, uh, it was from the GBP Studios in Atlanta. They also did tapings there for season two. But we started off with Eli Drake taking on Ken Anderson. Now, these two have been going at each other for quite some time. Um, and in this match, it was okay. You know, Eli Drake, you might as well say he came in as the babyface. Ken Anderson, uh, he was a babyface, but he eventually turned heel. So they pretty much did a double turn. And I actually like that double turn because I'm a fan of both, especially Eli Drake. It took me a while to come around on him. But uh, Eli Drake got the win with a roll-up in 9 minutes, 15 seconds, 3 out of 5. Next, we had the debut of Tasha Steeles taking on Thunder Rosa, who I think is just amazing. I have instantly become a fan of her since, since she debuted on NWA Power. Uh, Thunder Rosa got the victory. In quick fashion, 4 minutes, 15 seconds, 2 out of 5. After the match, Ashley Votz came out there, who was supposed to team with Allison K later on in the night, but she got taken out. She uh, she got laid out, and Thunder Rosa looked like she wanted to break her arm. So yeah, Ashley Votz got a little taste of what Thunder Rosa is all about. Question is, who would be Allison K's partner Later on with her match involving Melina and and Marty Bell. I'll talk more about that a little later. Everybody's favorite wrestler in the NWA at this point. The question mark took on Trevor Murdoch. And of course the thunder, the question mark. He is pretty much over like Game Busters at this point. He got the victory over Trevor Murdoch in 5 minutes 55 seconds. 3 out of 5. I mean it, it's pretty whack. And I keep saying to myself that if this was WWE, it would just be, it would just be ridiculous. And I don't know. I would have, I would really have something to, uh, to rant about, if you will. But being that this is the NWA and they're wrestling in front of a small crowd, why not? Speaking of the NWA World Tag Team Championships, they were on the line as the Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson and Ricky Morton, defended the championships against the now former champions, the Wild Cards, uh, Royce Isaacs and Thomas Lattimore. Uh, this was a short match. This was a short match. Of course, the Rock and Roll Express doing no wrong. Um, Nine-time NWA World Tag Team Champions, the crowd, they just they just love this team. I mean, how can you not? 30 plus years in the business. They're still going strong. Arguably the greatest tag team of all time. And of course, Ricky Morton hit a Canadian destroyer. That is what sold me on this match. I mean, the Rock and Roll Express themselves is what sold me on this match. But the fact that Ricky Morton, how old is this guy? What, in his late 50s, early 60s? This guy is busting out Canadian destroyers like it is nothing in the world. So, yeah, they got the victory in five minutes, five seconds, two and a half out of five. Allison K, she would take on Melina and Marty Bell with her partner being ODB. Yes, ODB debuted for the NWA. That was a nice surprise there. Um, 
Allison Kay, she was basically trying to send a message to Melina. Melina, who is just eyeing that NWA Women's World Championship. Uh, she and Marty Bell came up pretty short as Allison Kay and ODB got the victory in 7 minutes and 25 seconds, 2.5 out of 5. Next, we would have a triple threat match for the NWA National Championship as it was Colt Boom Boom Cabana taking on Ricky Starts and Aaron Stevens in his flesh-colored tights. <sighs> Who in the world told him to wrestle in flesh-colored tights? It literally looks like this dude is wrestling naked. I just don't understand. And of course, he had to come out there with his buddy, like I said, everybody's favorite wrestler in the NWA, the question mark. This was a good match. I felt like this was the best match in, on the entire card. You know, the main event, the two out of three falls match was alright. But I felt like this was the best match on the entire show. Uh, Aaron Stevens decided he was going to take a nap beside a Christmas tree. He was going to go hiding for a bit till he picked his spot. And uh, afterwards, the question mark, of course, got involved. And because of the question mark, Aaron Stevens is your new NWA national champion by hook or by crook. And that he did. He won by hook or by crook. Thanks to the question mark. Uh, this match lasted 12 minutes, 20 seconds, four out of five. Um, and in the main event, we had the NWA World Heavyweight Championship on the line in a two out of three falls match. Uh, it was the National Treasure taking on the Cowboy. As Nick Aldis defended the championship against James Storm. Now, if you recall, both guys picked their own referees. And the question would be, where would Camille fall in all of this? Now, Nick said that Camille had the night off. He would, She would still be his insurance policy. But, you know, she had to make her presence known during the match. Uh, James Storm picked Brian Hebner for the first fall as his referee. And Nick Aldis picked Tim Storm, former NWA World Champion, as the second for as his referee for the second fall. So later on, so early on during the match, Camille came out there, and um, Nick is just like, "What are you doing? I gave you the night off. Why are you here? Take your ass to the back." And she did just that. Uh, this match, like I said, was okay. Um, Nick Aldis won. No, James Storm won. He won the first fall, and then uh, Nick Aldis won the last two falls, and he is still your NWA World Heavyweight Champion. But he decided to pull one turnbuckle turn pads off, and James got a nice little bruise on his forehead. So you might as well say he basically cheated. He cheated to keep his 10 pounds of gold, sweet Charlotte. And because of that, like I said, Nick Aldis is still your NWA World Heavyweight Champion in 22 minutes even. And it gets a 3 out of 5. Superstar matches an overall rating. I gave it, of course, to the question mark. Eli Drake, Nick Aldis, and the Rock and Roll Express simply because Ricky Morton busted out a Canadian Destroyer. And I literally lost my shit when that happened. Matches of the night go to... Uh, Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson, the NWA National Title Match, and the World Heavyweight Championship Match. I gave it a 3 out of 5. I mean, a very good show. Uh, for those of you who missed it, you can go online, wherever you find your wrestling, and go watch it. Or else, you just watch NWA Power. And I'm going to talk about that in just a second.
season two is in full effect. Uh, let's talk some AEW Dark. Well, you know what? While we're still on the NWA Power thing, let's talk about NWA Power from this past Tuesday. Then we'll go to AEW Dark. Um, let's see. We started off the show with Aaron Stevens and the question mark. Yes, old Aaron Stevens. Uh, he now refers himself as Shooter Stevens. He wants to be called Shooter Stevens and says he is now... The first third degree national champion. And he had three stripes on the belt, you know, showing that he is a third degree black belt. So now, not only that, like I said, he wants to be called Shooter Stevens now. Uh, Cole Cabana came out there and confronted him. So Cole Cabana is pretty much not done with him yet. Uh, Ashley Vox. Ashley Vox was, suppo- was supposed to... Uh, have a match, I believe, but she got attacked by, uh, Melina and Thunder Rosa, and they wanted to add some more damage to her, but ODB and Allison K came down to make the save, and later on in the show, Melina confronted Marty Bell as she was on her phone, and she was just like, where were you? Where were you? We could have got killed out there, and Marty was just like, well, you told me not to come out, and Melina basically replied saying, well, Watch what I do. Watch what I say, not what I do, or something to that effect. So it looks like it's some dissension there early, but I think they'll get it together. Uh, the first match on the show was a triple threat match for the NWA TV title tournament. That's something that they talked about on the pay per view. The NWA Television Championship is back. It is coming back. Uh, they will have a pay per view. On January 24th called Hard Times. And the winner will be crowned the NWA TV champion. The winner of the tournament the winner of the tournament will be crowned the champion. Now here are the rules of the tournament. They have a 605 time limit, being that they start at 605. Uh if the time limit if the match does not have a winner, both competitors are eliminated. Now, I think that's kind of wonky, but I get why they do that. Especially the time limit. I get why they do the time limit because it's 6.05. You know what I'm saying? But if no person wins their match, then both competitors are eliminated. But, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, we had a triple threat match to kick off the tournament. The qualifying tournament, if you will, I guess. We had Sal Renaro taking on C.W. Anderson and Zicky Dice. Now, Zicky Dice, this guy looks like somebody from, he looks like one of those guys from, like, the mid to late 80s. I mean, if you watched NWA Power this past Tuesday, you see what I'm talking about. This guy is just, he's one of a kind. Let's just put it that way. He is one of a kind. He's very flamboyant. He has a loud personality. But he picked up the victory, and he is qualified for the tournament. Next, the Dawsons came out there and called out the wild cards because the Dawsons said that they're going to expose some truth. We never knew what the truth was. And, uh, yeah, that that seems like uh, that feud's going to be brewing for quite some time. Marty Skrull, they showed his promo after the show. Uh, they did cut the show off after the match, I guess, they so they wouldn't go off. So they wouldn't go past their time, but they did show what he had to say uh, after the show, 
He talked about Nick Aldis and the NWA Championship. He said at the Crockett Cup, he gave Nick Aldis the fight of his life. He talked about how he came up with Nick, with, uh, Nick and Stu Bennett, who was on commentary, who is on commentary now. Uh, said this goes back to around 15 years. So, Mari Skrull, he knows them like the back of his hands. So, we will see more of Ricky, I mean, not Ricky, but, uh, Mari Skrull later on in the show. The Rock and Roll Express, the tag team champions, took on Zach Mosley and Sean Sims. Of course, the Rock and Roll Express uh, won the match due to double roll-ups. And the Dawsons brawled with the wild cards because they came back out there wanting to expose some truth. Again, we never got, we never knew what the truth was. <sighs> Excuse me. Next, uh, we had an impromptu match. As the Dawson's took on the wild cards, but the Dawson's came up short. So, so much for trying to expose the truth. Because the wild cards made it clear that they don't like people sticking their nose in their business. Uh, next, we had the tournament matches set for this upcoming Tuesday on NWA Power. As far as the NWA TV title tournament is concerned, uh, Ricky Starts will take on Eddie Kingston and Cole Cabana will take on the question mark. I like those matches. Mari's girl sat down with an ex- sat down for an exclusive interview with Stu Bennett. He said, "I've done everything that I could possibly do. I've won all that I could won. I've accomplished all that I could accomplish. It's set become a world heavyweight champion. He is eyeing that world heavyweight championship." And something that Ricky Morton said after their match, uh, he talked about how Nick Aldis is comparing himself. Comparing himself to guys like Ric Flair, Ron Garvin, Dusty Rhodes, Luthez, guys who have actually won the NWA world title. And Ricky Morton said, well, you got a lot more to prove if you want to compare yourselves to guys like that. So, uh, yeah, you might as well say that was a shot towards Nick Aldis. Nick was asked about it later on the show. He said, I didn't hear it. I have to go back and watch it. Uh, Next, we had a no no DQ match. Uh, Eli Drake took on Ken Anderson. Eli Drake looked like he just lost his voice. Well, he did lose his voice after he got attacked later on on uh, into the fire. He had a chair wrapped around his throat and he got rammed into the post. So Ken Anderson is not playing no games with Eli Drake. But Eli Drake got the victory in the notice qualification match. And during the match, Tim Storm was out there. And he said that he would like to see Nick Aldis and uh, Marty Skrull go at it. Tim Storm is confronted by Nick Aldis. Uh, Nick told him to keep his name out of his mouth. And Tim Storm was just like, okay, well, let's go at it in the ring. He takes his jacket off, takes his tie, takes his tie off. Out come the wild cards. The wild cards attack out of nowhere Tim Storm. And Nick is just standing there in the corner like, you know, like nothing's happening. Out comes Camille. She takes her shoes off. She's getting in uh, Nick Aldis' face. And then she spears Tim Storm. So the wild cards, Camille and Nick Aldis, apparently have themselves a little heel faction here. And Nick Aldis is now leading a heel faction. And that's how we pretty much ended the show. With Nick, Camille, and the wild cards standing tall over Tim Storm. So this is going to be very interesting going forward. And it's going to be very interesting to see who the next challenger will be for the NWA World Championship. 
But as I mentioned, the next pay-per-view for the NWA will be called Hard Times, January 24th on pay-per-view. We will crown a new NWA World Television Champion. So the question is, who will that be? Now let's talk about some AEW Dark from Garland, Texas. Uh, Last week they were in Garland, Texas. This week they were in Corpus Christi. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited because I, within the next couple months, will be going to my first AEW event. Uh, They will be in Huntsville, Alabama on February 5th. I am pretty damn excited. I definitely made sure to get that day off on a Wednesday. So yeah, I will be posting pictures and all that type of stuff, but I got from now to February to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm going to give me a couple of shirts, though. You know, I got to represent AEW. I like AEW. Um, this week, the show from Corpus Christi was pretty good. Uh, the ending, I see it. Not a lot of people like that, but whatever. Uh, AEW Dark. We started off with Private Party taking on SCU. Uh, this was a good match. I mean, you got two of the best teams in AEW. Uh, the tag team champions looking to uh, continue on a roll as private party themselves. You know, they're trying to find their footing, I guess. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. But SCU got the victory over private party in a very good match. Next, we saw the debut of Machiko. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Machiko. Uh, she took on, She took on Dr. Britt Baker DMD. And, of course, Britt Baker got the victory over Machiko by submission with the Lockjaw. I can't believe I botched that name, but that's, yeah, it's been a long day. Next, we had Britt, I mean, not Britt Baker, but B. Priestley, a uh, former rival of Britt Baker, taking on Chris Statlander. Chris Statlander, I actually like her. I've become a fan of Chris Statlander. And uh, she picked up the victory over Britt Baker. Now, the question was, will she join the Nightmare Collective? Uh, She made it clear on this past Wednesday's episode of Dynamite that she will not be joining the Nightmare Collective. And she got a high heel shoe uh, pointed in her eye. She got hit in the eye with a high heel shoe. I'm pretty sure that's not fun. And in the main event, we had TH2 of Angelico and um, Angelico and Jack Evans teaming up with the Bastard Pack, taking on the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Of course, TH2 and Pack got the victory. Pack with the uh, red, with the Black Arrow Brutalizer combination. He picked up the he uh, submitted uh, Chucky e. T. That's who it was. He submitted Chucky e. T. So that's how we ended AEW Dark. Their next pay-per-view will be on February 29th. It will be called Revolution from Chicago, Illinois. I have lost count of how many pay-per-views they have now done in Chicago, but you might as well say AEW, their home base, is in Chicago at this point. Now let's talk some college football. As I mentioned, some of these bowl games have already happened, so I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to go down the list here of some bowl games that I think will be uh, pretty interesting and give my predictions. 
Um, let's see. As I'm scrolling through this list, you have the um, Military Bowl with North Carolina and Temple. I think that could be a decent game. That's on December 27th, next Friday. Uh, I'm going to go North Carolina. I'm going to pick North Carolina 31-20 over Temple. What other bowl games we have? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, you have the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Oklahoma versus LSU. You know what? While we're at it, let's just go ahead and get right into it. The college football playoff had were well pretty much was announced a couple weeks ago. Oklahoma, LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson. Ohio State will take on Clemson in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I'm going to say Ohio State. They just run away with this game against Clemson. 45-24 over uh, Clemson. I got Ohio State advancing. And before that, as I mentioned, LSU versus Oklahoma. I got LSU and the Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow, winning this matchup. 33-20. Then we'll have the National Championship on January 13th. I got Ohio State and LSU. Uh, playing for the national championship. I'll give my predictions a little later. My only question is about these bowls. Who comes up with these names? That is my question. Who comes up with these names for these bowls? Because you got, for example, the Cheez-It Bowl. The Tony the Tiger Bowl. Seriously. You got, what next? The Mickey Mouse Bowl? Like, who comes up with these names? The Lending Tree Bowl. Seriously. There's no creativity with these names like literally no creativity anyway i'm sorry about that tangent but i just had to get that off my chest next we have the capital one orange bowl on monday december 30th number nine florida taking on number 24 virginia i'm going to take florida i i'm hopeful that the sec as a whole will have a dominant showing with these bowl games because anything can happen but I'm going to take Florida over Virginia, 30-17. to 17. The Belk Bowl the next day. We will have Virginia Tech taking on Kentucky. I'm going to have to go Virginia Tech on this one. 43-16. I think Virginia Tech, I think they'll play lights out in that bowl game there. Let's see. Uh, January 1st. Wednesday, January 1st. You have one, two, three, four games on tap. Uh, the Outback Bowl, number 18, Minnesota, number 12, Auburn. I'm picking Auburn, despite what the War Machine MJ says. Yes, we've lost some bowl games in the past, but I think Auburn can pull it out in this one. I'm going to say 35-21, Tigers win. Next, we have the Citrus Bowl with Alabama and Michigan. Number 14, Michigan against number 13, Alabama. I'm not an Alabama fan, but I got a root for my state. I'm taking Alabama in a blowout against Michigan, 49-17. to We have the Rose Bowl, uh, presented by North- Northwestern Mutual. We have number 6, Oregon, taking on number 8, Wisconsin. I think this can be one of the best games of the entire bowl season. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Oregon... You know, they're a pretty dominant team. They got a strong defensive line, a very strong offensive line. Wisconsin, they're no slouch either. You know, I'm not a big Wisconsin fan, but they're no slouch either. However, I'm going to take Oregon over Wisconsin, 34-24. 
And then we have the All-State Sugar Bowl with number five, Georgia, taking on number seven, Baylor. I'm going to have to go Georgia in this one in a close one. I think this will be a tight-knit game. I think this will be a dogfight. I'm taking the Bulldogs over Baylor, 29-20. to 20. Let's see. The next day, um, let's just go ahead and go to the 13th, the National Championship. LSU, number one, going against number two, Ohio State. I said it to myself from the beginning, I think this would be the last two teams standing. I'm picking LSU to beat Ohio State. Joe Burrow, I mean, as of this recording, the Cincinnati Bengals have the number one pick. How could you not pick Joe Burrow? Because clearly, the Cincinnati Bengals need a quarterback. Now, um, Ohio State's quarterback, he's pretty good himself. Chase Young on that defense, he is just lights out incredible. But I don't think that would be enough for Ohio State to win. I'm going to say Ohio State wins this one and wins the college football playoff national championship by the score of 37-23. I think it will be kind of slow. Kind of tight in the first half, but second half, I think Ohio State, I mean, not Ohio State, I think LSU can pull it out. So LSU is my pick to win a national championship, 37-23. to 23. Now let's talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. I watched all three shows of the Road to Tokyo Dome series, of the T- Road to Tokyo Dome shows, however, and I think those mat- some of those matches were pretty damn good, to say the least. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, there are a few matches that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the uh, whole show in general. This is the first time ever that Wrestle Kingdom is a two-night event. Uh, January 6th will be New Year's Dash. They will have a retirement ceremony from one Jushin Thunder Liger, who said that he will be officially hanging it up. He will retire. Uh, let's see. Okada, Naito, Ibushi, Jay White, they're looking to become a double champion. Uh, I think they call this the double gold dash or something like that. So yeah, I think all four men are focused, especially one Tetsuya Naito. I'll talk more about him a little later. But anyway, as I mentioned, this is a two-night event, first time ever. January's 4th and 5th at the Tokyo Dome. So we're going to start off with night one. I know they added some matches. They added some more matches. They had two pre-show matches on night one and one pre-show match in night two on night two. So we're going to talk about night one. We're going to start off with the first pre-show match. It's going to be an eight-man tag team match. Now I will say that night one is pretty tag team heavy with a lot of eight-man tag team matches. So, you'll have to bear with me. But uh, GBH, known as Tamoaki Hanma Hanma and Togi Makabe, along with uh, Yaya Yumuro and Yotu Tsuji, I hope I'm saying these names right. I am literally botching these names like it is nothing in the world. Uh, They will be taking on Toa. Hanari, Alice Coughlin, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks. I'm going to take GBH, uh, Yamoro, and Tasuji to win that match. Next, we will have a tag team match as Tenkozi, 
Hiroyoshi Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima taking on Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi. These two have faced off each other before. So these four men are no strangers to each other. However, I'm taking uh, Satoshi Kojima and Tenzan to win that one in the second pre-show match. Then the main card, uh, we have another eight-man tag team match. The first three matches on the main cards are eight-man tag, eight-man tag, and eight-man tag. So again, you'll have to bear with me. Uh, we will have uh, Jushin Thunder Liger teaming up with some legends here. As he will team up with Tiger Mask, Tatsumi Fujinami, and the great Sasuke. As they will take on Naoki Sano, Shinjiro Otani, Tatsucho, I spelled, I spelled his name wrong, Tatsuhito Taka, Takawa, and Rasuki Taguchi. I have just had a bad time pronouncing these names. Anyway, I'm taking Jushin Thunder Liger's team to win. There's no way that he can lose on both nights because he is going out with a bang and they are going to make sure he walks out with a bang. Uh, glow, he's going out in a blaze of glory, put it that way. So I'm taking Jushin Thunder Liger's team to win that one. Next eight-man tag, we will have L.I.J. taking on Suzuki-Goon as Evil Sonata, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi will take on uh, Suzuki-Goon's own Minoru Suzuki, Taichi, Zat Sabre Jr., and El Desperado. Uh, this should be an alright eight-man. I'm taking L.I.J. to win that one. Of course, the second night, Z.S.J. will defend the British Heavyweight Championship against Sonata. Next eight-man tag, we will have Chaos taking on Bullet Club as Haruki Goto, Tamahiro Ishii, uh, Taro Yano, and Yoshihashi will take on uh, representing Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, Kenta, and Yujiro Takahashi. I think LIJ and Chaos, I think they can have some pretty big nights on night one and two. I'm going to take uh, Chaos to win that one. Next, we will have the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships as Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, the Gorillas of Destiny, also representing Bullet Club, will take on Finn Juice. Uh, Juice Robinson and David Finley, who won recently World Tag League. Uh, this should be one of the best matches on the entire card. Uh, two nights, uh, last I saw, there were 19 matches. So, out of the 19 matches, this should be one of the best matches of the entire night. Uh, especially night one. Uh, I'm taking G.O.D. to retain. I don't see Finn Juice walking out with the belts. I'll talk more about Juice Robinson when it comes to night two, but G.O.D. are my pick. Next, we will have a Texas Death Match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship as Lance Archer, representing Suzuki Goon. Everybody dies, as he says. We'll take on the former champion, John Motsley. Now, here's the stipulation of this match. This match should this match uh, has to be won by submission or knockout. If what if the person doesn't get up at the count of ten, whoever doesn't get up at the count of ten will lose the match. So again, this match has to be won by either knockout or submission. No countouts, no pinfalls, none of that. Anyway, this should be 
a dog fight. This should be one of those matches where it's just like, oh my god, what did I just watch? Uh, another match I'm looking forward to as well. Uh, that being said, I'm going to take John Moxley to regain his championship. Now, if you remember, he was supposed to win the belt at, uh, well, he was supposed to defend the title at Power Struggle, I believe. But because they had that tsunami and he couldn't make travel, he was stripped. He was stripped of the championship. John Moxley has made it clear he wants his belt back. So again, this will be a Texas Death Match. He, uh, Moxley versus uh, Lance Archer. I'm taking John Moxley. Next, we will have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Will Ospreay versus the returning Ticking Time Bomb. Hiromu Takahashi. Can you say five-star match? That's exactly what I'm saying. Five-star match. Uh, this shall be one of those classics where your jaw just shatters once it hits the floor. Now, if you remember, they keep saying uh, Hiromu missed 530 days of action due to his neck issues. Will Ospreay... Can you just say that this dude is one of the best wrestlers in the world? I mean, I know it's a stupid question, but he's definitely put on wrestler of the year caliber matches. Arguably the wrestler of the year. And he's going to go into one of the uh, most grueling, tough matches of his career. And like I said, this match to me will be a five-star classic. So, that being said, in the end, I'm taking Hiromu Takahashi to win back the belt. He also never lost the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Now, we get to the last two matches of the card. Now, as I mentioned, they're calling this the Double Gold Dash. The winner of each championship match will go on to face each other, and whoever wins on night two will become double champion. Now, if you recall earlier this year, Tetsuya Naito made it clear that he wanted to be a double champion. He wanted to walk into Wrestle Kingdom as the Intercontinental and the World Heavyweight Champion. But apparently not, excuse me, being that he lost the Intercontinental title back in September due to uh, Jay White. So next thing you know, Cody Bushi wins the G1. He talks about being double champion. Jay White and Okada get into the mix. So now both titles are on the line. Being that this is a two-night event. Now, uh, we're going to start off with the Intercontinental Championship as the Switchblade Jay White takes on former champion Tetsuya Naito. I've lost count of how many times Naito has won that title. Jay White has had the title since September. I think this can be uh, a really hard-hitting stiff match. In the end, I'm taking Tetsuya Naito to regain the championship and move on to night two. And the World Heavyweight Championship match as Kazuchika Okada takes on Kota Ibushi, who I mentioned won the uh, G1 earlier this year back in August. Uh, you can definitely tell that these two are uh, focused. They have what we call tunnel vision, uh, especially Kota Ibushi. He wants that World Heavyweight Championship Okada wants to keep that championship. He wants to go win and walk out of Wrestle Kingdom uh, as double champion. But this this will tell a great story. I guess that's what you can say. This match will definitely tell a great story. 
uh, they'll definitely have an even split when it comes to crowd, to, uh, <sighs> crowd reactions. But as far as I'm concerned, who do I think will win? You know, at first I wanted to say Okada, but I'm going to take Cody Bushi. I think Cody Bushi will walk out of night one as the heavyweight champion. So therefore, he will go on tonight too to face the Intercontinental Champion Tetsuya Naito. Now, that being said, the losers of this match, the losers of each match will face off against each other. So, I picked Naito and Kode Ibushi, which leaves Okada and Jay White to face off in the losers match. So, we move on to night two. Uh, we have a gauntlet match. A five-team gauntlet match for the never-open-weight six-man tag team championships. Let me repeat what I just said, because that is a lot to digest. A five-team gauntlet match for the never-open-weight six-man tag team championships. Oh boy. Now, here are the teams that will be participating. We have the most violent players as Togi Makabe and Toru Yano along with Rasuki Ros- Taguchi. They will defend the championships against Chaos's own Tamahiro Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. Bullet Club will be represented by B- uh, Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Yujiro Takahashi. LIJ will be represented by Evil, Shingo Takagi, and Bushi, and Suzuki-Goon will be represented by Taichi, Yoshinobu, Kanemaru, and El Desperado. Again, that is a lot to digest. But who do I think will win? I'm going to pick LIJ. I think LIJ will become the new champions. And it has been forever since we've seen those championships. I literally forgot they even had them. Next match, we will have Jushin Thunder Liger in his final match ever in New Japan Pro Wrestling. As I mentioned, at New Year's Dash, they will have a ceremony for him as far as his retirement goes. Uh, He will team with Naoki Sano to take on Ryo Lee, the former Dragon Lee, and Hiromo Takahashi. Uh, I gotta go with Liger. Like I said, there's no way that Liger could lose on both nights. Now, one night, uh, okay, both nights, that's kind of head scratch. I mean, the guy should go out on top. He should, I guess, win, but I'm not the one booking this shit. So, I'm taking Jushin Thunder Liger and Naoki Sano. Next, we will have the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships as Bullet Club's own El Fantasmo ELP. And Taiji Ishimori will defend those championships against now three-time Super Junior Tag League champions Rapungi 3K, who on the December 21st episode of Road to Tokyo Dome, they finally got their trophies back after having them stolen by ELP and Ishimori. I'm taking Rapungi 3K. I think they've won the belts like three times already. This will be their fourth. So I'm taking Sho and Yo. I think this could be uh, one of the best matches of night two. The British Heavyweight Championship is on the line, as I mentioned. You're going to have Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Cole Skull Sonata. Sonata has had Zack Sabre's number for quite some time. It seems like every time these two get in the ring, Sonata always wins the match. Let's see. He beat him in the G1. He beat him on the Tokyo Dome shows. He beat him... Uh, in the New Japan Cup, I believe. So he's pretty much had his number all year. 
Now, that being said, that could set up for uh, Zack Sabre Jr. to win after losing so many times to Sonata, but I'm still picking Sonata to become the new British heavyweight champion. Next, we will have the U.S. Championship match as the winner of the Texas Death Match from night one will take on Juice Robinson. Now, uh, Juice Robinson, as I mentioned, he lost to uh, Lance Archer at Power Struggle. He was originally supposed to face John Moxley, but due to travel issues, as I mentioned, that did not happen. I'm taking John Moxley to beat Lance Archer in night one, and I see him beating Juice Robinson in night two. So I think Juice Robinson at this point at Wrestle Kingdom will walk out empty-handed. So John Moxley is my pick. The Never Openweight Championship on the line as Kenta will defend his championship against Hiroki Goto. Hiroki Goto wants to get his hands so bad on Kenta. Kenta has, he has made some enemies since joining Bullet Club. Since coming to New Japan, especially uh, his former friend, I guess colleague, mentor, whatever you want to call him, uh, Katsuyuri Shibata. You know, I would have loved to have seen a match between those two, but Katsuyuri Shibata, uh, they won't let him wrestle. So he's got to go with Goto. I think these two will hit and slap the shit out of each other like it is nobody's business. Uh, That being said, I got Hiroki Goto to win and become the new... Uh, never open weight champion. Now, uh, we have three more matches on this card. The loser of the Okada Ibushi match will take on the loser of JY versus Tetsuya Naito. Now, I picked who I wanted to win the championships, which left Okada and JY. Uh, now, they did mention that the winner of this match will basically be the number one contender for the double champion but i don't think they specific they specify which championship it will be uh but um i have okada versus jay white i'm taking okada to beat jay white and become the new number one contender for the double champion next we will have hiroshi tanahashi versus chris jericho we have the ace of new japan versus the ace of aew le champion and he's going to bring a little bit of the bubbly to Japan. Uh, Jericho has been calling out Tanahashi for quite some time. And Tanahashi, I guess, has ignored him, but not so much this time. That being said, I'm going to take Hiromo, I mean Hiromo, Hiroshi Tanahashi to defeat Chris Jericho. But then again, this match could go either way. But Tanahashi, the ace of New Japan, is my pick. And then in the main event. We will have champion versus champion. The winner will become double champion. I got Cody Ibushi walking out of night one as the world heavyweight champion against Tetsuya Naito walking out of night one as the intercontinental champion. I mean, all four guys have a right. They have a claim as far as both titles are concerned. But, you know, Okada, Okada is arguably the greatest world champion in new japan history Cody Ibushi, he's looking to climb that mountaintop to being a double champion because i know he gets tired of carrying that briefcase and then you have tetsuya naito it has been forever since he's been world champion but who are my picks to win i'm gonna go Cody Ibushi and tetsuya naito and i think for some reason even though i could be wrong 
This is Naito's time. He deserves it. It has been years since he's been world champion. So why not put the belt on him? But those are my picks for Wrestle Kingdom nights 1 and 2 on January 4th and 5th. January 6th we'll have a uh, ceremony for Jushin Thunder Liger as he has decided to retire. So with all that being said... Uh, you know the usual plugs. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Rodimus Prime. Three Count Mafia. Follow us on social media at Three Count Mafia. Uh, hit that big red subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, War Machine, he uploaded some videos earlier today. If you haven't seen any of our content, go ahead and check that out. Let us know what you think. Let me know what you think about the podcast. Continue to subscribe, like, share. Tell your mom, dad, tell the whole world about Prime, about Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. And with all that being said, also, this has been episode 21 of Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime. I said at the top of the show, I'm going to start being uh, more prepared when it comes to the show. Start being more organized and stuff like that. And as you heard at the beginning, I now have intro music. I got me a little intro song or whatever whatever you want to call it but hopefully uh you guys will still be listening to this uh come new years hopefully i will do better as far as this podcast goes so let's see what 2020 brings uh all that being said i'm rodman's prime i'm gonna enjoy the rest of the night or what's left of it you all have a blessed and merry christmas have a safe christmas happy new year hope to see you all in 2020 I'm Rodimus Prime, and I'll see you guys next time.